you're going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666. You can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Convenient, whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. This particular passage, Mark 10 and 28, this is immediately after the Jesus' altercation with the rich young ruler. Y'all remember what happened with that story with the rich young ruler who came to Jesus and said, Hey, Jesus, basically, how can I be one of your disciples? How can I be like these other guys? These other guys are getting a reputation. I already have a reputation because I already have a lot of money. People already respect me in the community. They watch me. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of large. I'm kind of a big thing, Jesus. Uh, you know, I don't really know how to say that because you Jesus. So, but I am a big thing. I'm a big deal. And uh, I need, you know, to have you on my resume as well so that I can kind of be a big deal like your disciples and mix that in with my repertoire and then I can just be large and in charge. So how can I be large and in charge, Jesus? And Jesus looked at him, the Bible says, and basically said, well, brother, I mean, uh, can you obey all the commandments? You know, you need to obey all the commandments. He said, oh, I obeyed all the commandments since I was young or whatever. Now, you know, Jesus is just messing with him because Jesus knows what this man has done, but he wants people to hear this altercation, okay? And so Jesus, Jesus understands, but he wants the disciples to learn a lesson here. And so Jesus says, yeah, well, you've obeyed all of them. He said, yeah, I have, man. Since I was a youth, I've, I've obeyed all the commandments. I mean, I'm really, a, I'm really, really a good dude. I'm, I'm a big deal, Jesus. Uh, you just ain't heard, but I am a big deal. He's okay, well, then there's one thing you have to do, and if you, you know, uh, to be with me, you know, because if you want to be a disciple, you have to do with what the rest of the disciples did. Now, I understand that you have a reputation and you're a big deal and all that, but these guys that are with me, they did something that you haven't done yet. And see, most people don't, 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 don't see that dynamic of the story. They did something that you haven't done. Now, so if you're going to equate yourself with my disciples, then you got to do what these disciples have done. Well, what did they do? Well, they walked away from everything to be with me. So can you walk away from, we don't need a financier to finance our journeys. We don't need you walking around with a purse and all that. I told them to, to come with me without a purse, without any money. So if you're going to be one of us, then you got to give up everything you have to follow us, to, to be with us. You say you want to be a disciple. Well, these disciples gave up everything to follow me. So if you're going to be one, you have to do that. The Bible said, he said, can't do that. Amen. But that's what we do when we come to Christ. We have to give up everything. So then Jesus began to teach them and say how hard it is for like this picture, this, 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 this picture we have on the document. Uh, how hard is it for a, a rich man to enter in to the kingdom of heaven? It's easier to pull a camel through the eye of a needle. That's why I drew that picture because that's impossible. 
Is that picture impossible? That's impossible. I know some folks heard the whole story of, well, see, it wasn't really a needle. It was a, a structure. And they would march the camels through it. it lie. Jesus was talking about what you see right there. There he was. Uh-oh. Look at that. Because we all heard that. The eye of a needle. But the eye of a needle story came in the 14th century. The eye of the needle that they built for the horse. And they named it the eye of the needle. That's 14th century. That's after this story. So really, Jesus was just really trying to say it. It's, that's why the disciples said, well, who, who can... Who, who, who can get in then? If it's this hard, who can get in then? And Jesus said, well, with man it's hard. But with God, all things are possible. So don't change the story to try to explain something that Jesus wasn't talking about. He was talking about that. Amen. Then Peter began to say after all this, well, Jesus, we left everything to follow you. And he did. We all left everything to follow you, Jesus. I mean, we, we, we've left everything. And this is where we're going to start with this particular passage here. Amen. Y'all still with me? Amen. Amen. The rich young ruler desired earthly goods and accolades from others regarding his possessions more than he desired to be with Jesus. This happens a lot now. Folks desire fame, fortune, more than Jesus. They want to be saved, they think, but they really don't want to be saved. They want to be rich, they want to be famous, and they want somebody to know their name. So either you want people to know your name, or you want people to know Jesus' name. First John 2 and 15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So if you love the world and what the world is going to bring you, fame and glory and prestige and people calling your name and thinking you the bomb if you love that like this rich young ruler then the love of the father is not in you if the love of the father was in that rich young ruler there'd be 13 disciples in our in our book he would have joined up because he said nothing i have is worth me missing this opportunity but he had the love of the world in him can i keep preaching True believer will sacrifice what is not sure for that which is sure. See, it wasn't sure to the rich young ruler. It wasn't sure to him because his riches were sure to him. Does that make sense? Can't, both can't be sure. You have to, in order to really truly come to Christ, you have to jump off a cliff and let him catch you. You know one thing I've learned? Sure things, God don't work in sure things. Not our sure earthly things. He don't even operate like that. You waiting on God to do something for you, and you up against a situation where, man, this is kind of shaky, you know. Uh, I feel like God is moving me to do this and this, and this, this is rough. This is rough. I don't know. Well, you won't know until you do it. Because God is not going to assure you that such and such is going to happen in the process. He doesn't work like that because that's not faith. He said, without faith, it's impossible to please me. Then it come to me, got to first believe I am. Well, who are you? He is the I am. That means he's everything. That means your little money and your little job don't mean nothing. That means it's your little security you think you have means nothing. Because he is. 
So you're trying to put two and two together and figure out the best way and all this. And Jesus is like, oh, man, well, if you ain't going to trust me, then you're not going to get it. Amen. Amen. You got to take that leap. You got to take that leap, man. You just got to do it. And, and most of the time, the leap, don't two and two don't equal four in a leap. You have it in your mind how you want to do it. And, well, this would look good if, I did, if this happened. And, oh, God. Worldly possessions should never hinder our trust in God. What are you coming to God for about some worldly possessions? Man, you know that stuff don't matter. It's worldly. They're just possessions. They're just things. He wants your faith. Your faith. He want to give you stuff without you asking for it. First Timothy 6 and 17. Charge them that are rich in this world. That they be not high minded nor trust in uncertain riches. But in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Woo! Woo! Don't be high minded and trust in uncertain riches. What are uncertain riches? Any riches. All riches are uncertain. He's just saying uncertain riches, but he really means just riches, period. You can't trust in those. He said trust in God because God can give you riches, richly of things, and, we, and God wants you to enjoy them. God wants you to enjoy things. He wants you to have fun and have a good time. Yes, he does. Yeah, but he wants you to trust him. Can I keep preaching in here? When Jesus chose the 12, they trusted him. They walked away from what seemed secure in order to secure what? They walked away from what? Could you imagine the people standing around them? The father whose son came and said, I got to go with Jesus. Boy, you are you at work. He said, yeah, but I got another work I got to do. Can you imagine what they said, said about him? Oh, he crazy. Oh, nah, man. You can't do that, man. You got to have... You, what you going to do? You, what you going to do with your life? What you going to... You know, y'all heard it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go tell some of them in-laws sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be at home with the kids and he's going to provide. He going to what? He can't provide? How you going to do that, girl? You got that education. You just going to waste it? Waste it? Yeah, I think I'll just waste it on my children. That's, what, that's the way you answer that. I think I just wasted on my children because, you know, I just kind of want to be with them, you know, all day, you know. Kind of like you were with me. Because for some reason they have amnesia at that point. Mama, weren't you at home? I thought, yeah, but it was hard. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just going to be home, you know, and just, you know. Home? You're just lazy. Oh, you're just lazy. You're just a degenerate. Yeah, I'm lazy, you know, taking care of these kids, taking care of my husband, taking care of my home, making sure it's all, yeah. If that's lazy, then I guess I'm just going to be lazy. You just lazy. You ain't out there doing nothing. I'm sure these disciples heard that. I'm sure they did. Folks just didn't understand. Luke 9 and 23. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him do what? And then do what? And then do what? Take up his cross and follow me. Y'all still with me? 
Mark 10 and 29. It's the good part. Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake and the gospels, but that he shall receive what? Hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mother and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come, he's going to get what? So Jesus is basically saying, you haven't left nothing that I'm not going to give you back. Now, when I give it back to you, it's going to be different because once you leave the opinions and the criticism of others, then what I have is going to satisfy you in a different way. You shouldn't have been satisfied trying to show folks yourself anyway. Okay, so it's not going to look the same when I give it back to you, but it's not going to need to look the same because your needs will be different. Does that make sense? So you're not going to care like you used to what folks thought about the decisions that you had to make. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. A hundredfold of houses, brother, and all that, sisters, mothers, cars, all land, everything. You're going to get it all back is what he's saying, a hundredfold. But the hundredfold isn't going to be physical. It's just going to feel a hundred times better. You know, when you used to get in that little, what was that car you had, Aaron? That little probe, that Ford probe. And you thought he was the Mac in that. Thought he was the Mac. Couldn't nobody tell Aaron he wasn't. Curl hanging, blowing out the window. In the Ford probe. The worst car ever made, ever. Next to the tempo. He that Ford Pro. He thought he was the bomb. But now what he's driving and the way he's living just feels, it feels a hundredfold better, don't it? Yeah. It feels a hundredfold better. Isn't that something? Because his expectations are different. What God has brought him and where he is now is different. So the hundredfold is manifested in a different way. So it don't have to be physical. It just feels better. Can I keep preaching in here? Jesus is reassuring the disciples that they did the right thing by forsaking all to follow him. Some even left the mentality of family, friends, etc. for the sake of Christ. Christ also speaks of a greater blessing that is given to those for choosing him. Jesus promises a hundredfold restoration of all that was sacrificed for the sake of the gospel. The phrase in this time speaks of the present blessing of guess what? Better. Look at somebody say better. better. God is going to make it better. Now, in the physical realm, it may not look as expensive, but he's going to make it better. So you have to give the house up because you bought the house with two incomes. Now you got to go back to an apartment so you can save up some money and, and handle it the way. But he's going to make that apartment better than that house ever was. Does that make sense? That's a hundredfold. God, take that apartment and you will have the best times of your life in that apartment. Me and my wife still talk about our apartment. We only had that TV and that crate in there. And we had the bomb time. We got video to prove it. Our kids was playing around in there like they thought they thought they was <laughs> at Six Flags every day. We had fun in there. But that's what we had to do. Amen. 
And then for seven years, I had to move in to my mom. When my dad died, I moved into my mom's house. Mom, we, we, we had fun in that. Didn't we have fun? Mother? We had fun in that. There was never any conflict and fighting and all that. We had fun. People would ask me, man, so where are you staying? I said, oh, yo, I'm, I'm staying with my mom right now. Oh. <laughs> I didn't care, man. I'm, I mean, you know, y'all, I didn't have to go in there. Well, see, I bought the house, really, so it's really mine. And I, said, I don't have to say that. Yeah, we staying with my mom right now. What do you think about you? Amen. I don't tell anybody. Yeah, we'll see. Well, the way it worked out was, who cares what you think? You come over there, we're going to all just have some fun. My mama's going to be right there. <laughs> it never made me feel less than. I knew I was the man in that house. They knew it. So I don't care what you thought. But it, God took it and made it better. So the situation might change. And in the eyes of the world and people's opinions, it doesn't look as good. But God will just make it better. Because it lines up with his order and it is right. right. Amen. Isaiah 26 and 3. He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is what? Because he does what? You know what perfect peace is? That means that your enemy, you cool with even your enemies. So you, you ain't no situation with your mother-in-law. Ain't no situation with your father-in-law. No situation with your mama or your daddy. None of that. That's perfect peace. But you got to trust him. You can't trust what they're telling you. Put your trust in that. You got to trust God. Amen. And God will bring them along and they'll line up every now and then they'll, they'll say a little something, a little contrary. But you got to know when it's time to bounce. Amen. I don't care how good the Thanksgiving dinner is. Amen. You got to finish quick. Amen. Because you know if you stay on the macaroni and cheese too long, she's going to bring up that. Amen. Now, if you had married Richard, see, Richard had money. So you married Jeff, but Richard, he had money. You know, I still talk to him from time to time. Mama, you marry him. You don't want to like him so much. He, he inboxed me the other day and just brought back memories. <laughs> things will come with persecution if we suffer for Christ's sake now we will not only be rewarded with a hundredfold blessing in this life but we will reign with him and receive eternal life so in that passage he did say it will come with persecution it's gonna come yeah the hundredfold blessings gonna come with persecution one because folk don't understand they're not gonna understand why you have joy and y'all only have one income they have four and no joy. Taking the kids' checks. Got the kids on prescription drugs so they can get a check. Put them in. Y'all think they're not when they are? Bringing in foster kids. More foster kids than real kids. So they can get checks. So they can have something and drive around and tell some folks what they're doing. But you got perfect peace in your situation. Yeah, we're in an apartment, it's smaller, you know, yeah, we only got one car, but man, we only need one car. We're just going to make it right now, and God's going to do exceedingly abundantly. But if he doesn't, we can live just like this and be cool, because we love each other. I mean, that's the problem. Ain't nobody in love no more. When you're not in love, you start looking at stuff and things and what people saying, and uh, she said that. You're not in love. If you're in love, you don't care. Real, true love is blind. You don't care. I'm in love, man. I just want to be with my wife. I want to be with my husband. I just want to be in the house. 
We don't go nowhere. Can I preach in here? I know I'm preaching, Jack. Ain't nobody preaching love no more. Go get it, girl. You better get it because you can't depend on no love. No, you couldn't depend on love. I'm going to depend on love. But love will let you down. Yeah, but if you don't have love, you're down. I take my chances with some good. Hey, man, at least we get to sleep together at night legally. You out there freaking. You be mad all day, but happy at night, Jack. When night falls. At least I'm happy at night. You ain't ever happy. Can I preach in here? Y'all know I'm preaching. Man, I'm in rare form. <laughs> second, second Timothy 2 and 12 if we suffer we shall reign also with him if we deny him he will also do what and that's not just denying him as him as God that's denying his way if you deny his way to do it then you on your own bro oh you're not going to do it my way oh you're not going to you're not going to amen so you're not going to try to be the sole provider of your home at all you're not going to even try why would it okay when y'all handle them bills? Watch. Watch how two incomes don't even equal one. Why I got holes in my pocket and why is something always breaking down every month? That's because. Mark 10 and 31. But many that are first shall be what? And the last shall be what? The desire to be first in this life has shackled many believers and caused them to fall in love with what? Power and prestige. Philippians 3 and 19. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame because they do what? Mind earthly. They're about the earth. Earthly things. The church is the main target in these plights because nowadays people are easily deceived and readily accept and readily accept false doctrines. So it requires little effort to build a large following. So you can get a fo- large following now. All you, got make, make, all you have to do is make people feel good about the dumb stuff they're doing. Jude 18. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own what? Ungodly life. What is a mocker? A mocker is someone that makes fun of or makes light of someone and that is what mockers are these mockers are acting like preachers of the word but they're really preachers assigned by satan in the last time because they walk after their what ungodly lust the desire to have things Those that desire to be first in this life will be last. This desire is not from Christ, but from who? The devil. When we seek to be first in the eyes of men, we are not seeking what? The will of God. 1 Peter 5 and 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with what? Humility. Humility. Because God resisted the proud and giveth grace to what? Summary! The rich young ruler aspired to look a certain way in front of others. That's what a lot of people doing. They just want to look a certain way in front of others. That's why we are taking our time with this building. 
Elder Trent is going over it with a, 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 a what do you call it, comb? Fine. But it's, we're going over it with a fine tooth comb because we ain't trying to show out. We're not trying to show God through a building. Oh, look at this. Oh, man, I got a weird. Well, see, we have a stream going down the, in the middle of the aisle with real, real fish in it. And we just let you pick one and feed your family every now and then. And Amen. And then we have the in the parking lot. There's a canal, so if you park too far away, we'll just row you in the in the gondola, in the gondola, bring you all the way to the service. And just, <laughs> we trying to bring the Pompeii back. Hey man, y'all see we we go for hey. Can we get people in there? And is there air? As long as it's air and we can get people in there, that, that, that'll work. That'll work right there, yes. Mm-hmm. But the rich young ruler was worried about what people thought. He wanted to use Jesus to enhance his reputation and make others see how great he was. Jesus perceived this and challenged him with the one thing that would be hardest to give up in order to follow him. When we come to Christ, whatever makes us feel greater, better than others needs to be checked at the door. So the thing that made you feel good as a sinner... You got to give that up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, that thing that made you somebody, you got to give it up. Amen. That's why he said, how hard is it for a rich man in it? Man, but we think these movie stars and actors and stuff, yeah, they, they can't. I'm telling you, they can't get saved. And it's not because God's power can't save them. They just can't give up who they were. Amen. Uh, yeah, I remember Smokey Robinson was all on TBN and the 700 Club. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> yeah, all on that. Say, say how spooky save now. He he's singing in churches. Him and him. Oh, got the pray just to make it up. Got the pray. Him and him. Where are they now? Where are they now? Yeah, Smokey's coming to town in a few weeks, but he ain't singing gospel. But they can't give up who they were. And Jesus said, look, all these guys with me gave up who they were. How are you going to be with me and not do what they had to do? So you mean to tell me you want to come to the same heaven with these people who gave their lives, martyrs, killed. And you can't give up some hand claps, some worldly trophies. He wanted to use Jesus. Jesus perceived this and challenged him. When we come to Christ, whatever makes us feel great or better than others needs to be checked at the door. Accepting Christ is accepting the back seat to him. Yeah, you're going to ride on Jesus' bus. You can't sit in the driver's seat. He must lead and guide our lives or else we do not truly accept him. But rather, we held on to what and who we were. If you hold on to what and who you were, were you changed? 
Becoming a new creation means that old things are what? And we are made what? We are cleansed from our sins and given a what? Brand new start. So if we desire for our sins to be forgotten, then we must give up all that we were to follow Christ. But if we desire to hold on to the opinions, accolades of our former lives, then we may have to pay the price for those previous sins too. Were we really made brand new? Or did we fail to truly change? Mark 10 and 20. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these things I've observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Jesus loved him. That means he had affections for him like, dude, I really want you to come. I really do. And he said unto him, one thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give it to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. Because you want to be a disciple, so you got to do what they did. And that's what they did. And he was sad at that saying, and went away, grieved, for he had great possessions. Jesus looked round about, and said unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Well, then who can be saved? And Jesus, looking upon them, said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, what? Why did he say that? Because that rich man can enter in. He just has to have a different kind of rich. In other words, his possessions can't make him who he is. Christ has to make him who he is. God ain't got a problem with you having money. But your money can't make you who you are. That's God's place. Amen? Everyone stand. I'm loving these Bible stories, I tell you. Nothing like good old Bible stories. Amen. People ask me all the time, well, you, go, you got a Wednesday night Bibles study? Yeah, we do, but it's on Sunday. <laughs> Why separate the word and Bible study? Shouldn't the word be Bible study? Well, we just studied the Bible. Amen. So it's nothing wrong with being rich. I ain't against you making it or whatever, but man, it needs to be God's way. And it needs to line up with his order for him to bless it. Amen. Because I know folks with millions of dollars with no blessing from God. And that's a horrible way to live. Because the money just amplifies who they really are. But I know folks that don't have that much money. But are true to who they say they are in Christ. And that's what God wants. Amen. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you for this lesson. God, I just pray that we're able to receive it and get it. Father God, so that we won't be worried about what people think, people's opinions, and we will allow those things that people are saying to cause us to put ourselves in position to compromise and not do what you want done. So, Father God, whether it's family, friends, whatever, that are influencing your people to not line up with you, God, I pray right now that they would have the courage these your people, the courage to step out on faith and trust you no matter what. God, no matter how it looks and how hard it looks, 
That leap of faith is required. But once they take that leap, God, I am a living witness that you will catch them. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling. That doesn't just mean falling in the sand. That means falling, period. So if we take that leap of faith, you won't let us fall. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.